G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Pride is such an ugly thing, but these days it seems that it's almost a virtue. I mean, on the one hand, should we be delighted when we succeed at something? Sure. But pride takes that delight to a different level. That's why it's one of the seven deadly sins. And let me tell you, it's still deadly today. I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome to the program as I'm joined once more by Keith Henry to take another look at overcoming temptation from a different perspective. Interesting, the other week I was being interviewed by an editor of a magazine sharing what God was doing through this ministry, Christianity Works, that I'm involved in. And the interviewer said to me, you must be incredibly proud of what you've achieved. I was horrified mortified. I said, no, no, you haven't been listening to me. It's what God's been doing. I've had the privilege of being involved, but most days, you know, I feel much more like a bystander than a participant. All the really big things that have happened have been so far beyond anything we could ever have achieved as people. What I experience in my heart when I look at that is a quiet contentment and a joy at looking back to see what I've been allowed to have some part in but not proud. After the interview, I had a good think. You see, before I met Jesus in my life 13 years ago, I was proud of everything I'd achieved, and I'd achieved a lot in my business career. Problem is, it all fell down like a house of cards. It seems it's, it's something of a virtue these days to be proud. It's good for our self-esteem, and yet the truth be known, pride is a sin, and it's still deadly. Joined on the program today, again by Keith Henry. Keith, thanks for joining us. Pleasure, Bernie. Now, listen, you're a bit of a guru. Tell me about this pride thing. What's that about? I mean, what sort of person is prone to pride? Why do we get proud? Well, as you said, it's very rife in our communities at the moment. And when you look at pride and you think, for instance, the Olympics Mm -hmm. or some sporting event, um, people who get a gold medal would rightly, you'd think, be very proud of what they've achieved. Sure. But it can be a false sense of ability because we all know what you're good at today can be robbed from you tomorrow. We have to give credit to you know, a lot of other people who got us there as well as what we've done in our, ourselves. And in Christianity, if you're a big-name preacher, well, it's not pride in what you're doing. It's proud, as you said, in what God has done through you and you've been able to be part of it. And so pride really is a very worldly um, worldly sort of terminology. And with pride comes entitlement, hmm. right? If I am achieve something, therefore I'm entitled to something. Yeah, it's like it's, it's all about me. Exactly. As though, as though it ever is all about you. It's really quite bizarre. One of the things I really dislike intensely is the tennis players and the swimmers who win and they kind of, you know how they lift their hand up and they point at themselves and like, it's all about me. And I think, mate, that is just so not not the case. It isn't. They can lose the next point, can't they? Very easily. Exactly. The reality is around the next point. 
But in in the in the giftings of what type of gift you asked, you know, would yeah, be what more sort of likely. personality type suffers from this? Okay, the the one that you wouldn't think about is the giver. The giver suffers from pride. That's right. That's weird. It is because when you think about it, a giver is a person who is very, very good at sensing your needs and what they do. It's not just giving them money, it's mm-hmm. giving them their time and their ability. They are the great behind-the-scenes people. Yep. You know, you might have the mentioned director of a big company, your personal assistant is the giver. Yeah, yeah. You know, and people say you can't get through to the mentioned director unless you go through the gateway. Yes. They control everything. They are the, the power behind the scene. Yeah. They're the one that they think, can think, that really runs the company. Yeah, okay. So, and, and I guess if you have someone who gives financially to, to support some philanthropic work or ministry, they can end up saying, well, actually, if it wasn't for me, they wouldn't be in business. That's right. And then they start wanting entitlement. I want you now to do it my way. Yeah, okay. They want to control the way in which the giving is used. That's right. So they actually try and become a behind-the-scenes leader where they want to use power and control but not be out the front. Now, we're not saying all givers are bad. No. Right? right? We're just saying that this is... Because givers, we, we need givers in this world. We need people who give of their time and their money and their abilities because it would be a sad old world without the giver. But this is the downside of their, of their personality type, I guess, is what That's we're saying. That's the downside. It's the Achilles heel. Yeah. But he, another, a, a really good giver was Mother Teresa. Right. You might think she was a carer. Mm-hmm. Well, she, no, she was actually a giver because they, they both come from emotions, mm-hmm. the emotional side, so mm-hmm. they both have sensitivity, very mm-hmm. high sensitivity. And Mother Teresa could sense the needs of the people and she went out and physically did something to help them overcome their problems. Okay. Well, if, if pride is is one of the seven deadly sins. How is it deadly? What's the impact of pride? The impact is one mainly of of payment. I do this for you. I expect you to do this for me. Quid quo pro. Yeah. Rather than giving freely. Yes. Of giving with strings attached. Very much so. The The more a person starts to give and somebody else becomes dependent on them, then they want... Okay. And I guess that's destructive because that's not what giving should be about, is it? No. In in the Bible, in 2 Peter 1, where yeah. the virtues are, mm. it actually says that um, the giver should have kindness, brotherly kindness. Okay. So they should be kind without expecting anything in return for their giving. Mm. And that's when they're fulfilled. You know, they, they participate in the divine nature once they use their ability to give. And you and I and lots of people know if you're married to a giver as we both are mm-hmm. or if you know have a giver in your life somewhere, um, they are the most wonderful people. Mm. They can spoil you and make life easy for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And they love spending time with you, love helping you. Mm-hmm. They're called the helpers, mm-hmm. the real helpers. And so they're so valuable but they're not to look at what they can get out of it. They do it because that's their gift, as we all do to use our gift. And I know some some givers, you know, invariably when, when you give to God's work, um, somehow God just makes it that the timing is so amazing that it just came at the right time or it was just the right amount or, or, or whatever it is. And and the person who gives, who, who, who gives in faith, 
that must be such a buzz for them when they find that out. Yes. Well, it's the ultimate in uh, non-selfishness, isn't mm, it, to mm. actually give, and especially money. We're a money society. Especially to give you money, mm. you know, that really is hard. And so they, they find it easier. <clears throat> they yeah. can give to so many causes and and if they have a sensitivity to sense that this person really needs something at this moment, um, they can sense it and they can do it. You know, it just amazes me how, how I guess, each of these these different seven deadly sins seems to pop up in the lives of the sorts of people that you and I wouldn't expect. That's right. It is. That's exactly right. It's not always the way it's interpreted. If you think of, you know, envy and all those other things, it's not really the way it's normally interpreted well tomorrow we're, we're going to sort of recap and go through each one of these seven deadly sins just just quickly to, to summarize because there's been a lot there for me and if you've been with us over these last uh, week and a half or so um, the, the insights that keith shared with us have been really truly amazing so it's been a blessing we'll catch you again tomorrow keith thanks Bernie. Social media is a great way to stay connected to your friends and the world around you. And we'd like to invite you to be part of the Christianity Works community. The Christianity Works community is full of daily thoughts and devotions and inspirations. So no matter what kind of day you're having, you can be encouraged. If you're on Facebook, search for the Christianity Works page and like us. When you do, you'll see some encouragement from your friends and community at Christianity Works, including free booklet downloads from time to time. But more than that, it's a library of thoughts and verses that you can share with your friends and family. So we'll be sharing God's Word together. It's a great way to share the good news of Jesus amongst all the chaos. Amen. So, like Christianity Works on Facebook, be encouraged and blessed, and share some of that with your friends as well. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. I'm Bernie Diamond, and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.